0: Welcome to the Brown Collective. You may be wondering, what is it? Well, first, it was inspired by Beyonce Knowles Carter's Homecoming and the prolific Nipsey Hussle. You see, stigmas can keep us in subservient positions and socioeconomic slavery can keep us with a lack mindset. I'm ready to work with entrepreneurs who believe that they can move their cultures forward with their product or service. I'm ready for you to share your voice and I'm here to help you do just that to impact your local community, your city, your state and the world. So for now, welcome to the Brown Collective and watch us unify.
1: Hello, and welcome to The Brown Collective. I'm your host, Lakeisha, but guess what? I'm just a part of the whole collective. I'm bringing to you information that you will need so that you can make educated decisions, whether it's in your life or in your business, however you navigate in this amazing country of ours. And if you're international, we're going to bring you information that will definitely help you. I am, look, I'm so excited to have on the Brown Collective Podcast today an amazing leader who really obviously is following a passion of hers, something I'm pretty sure that means a lot to her, um, and it's, it's I, I'm just excited. Look, I can't even <laughs> say enough about it. I've got Arica Bennett, and she is the founder of Mississippi Votes, and so, yes, my friends, yes, my family, we're going to talk about voting today because it is a right that you have that we want you to exercise. Whichever way you vote is fine, but you definitely need to exercise your right to vote. And Arika is going to educate you on why it's important to vote. And what's going on, and what's going on in, in, in our country right now, or even specifically in the state of Mississippi, that you need to be paying attention to, so that you can make educated votes. So I'm going to stop talking. I'm so excited, and I'm going to let Arika Bennett, the Bennett, I'm sorry, Arika Bennett, the founder of Mississippi Votes, introduce herself. Arika. Thank you so much, sister, for being on in the midst of this corona chaos.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Um, I really, really love the name of the podcast. Um, everybody in my office can tell you that we are constantly so shameless plug. Our entire Operation, our organizers are all young black women from Mississippi, and so um, the name of this podcast is just so beautiful and when they heard I was doing it, they were just like, "Yes, girl." <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> So we, um, yes. we also organized through, like, this uh, this very radical question that Brittany Cooper posed in her book, Eloquent Rage, about, like, what might it mean to start from a black girl's fears and create a world that's safe for her. And so mm. um, that's why we do the work that we do. Uh, I wow. am a Mississippian, I'm a Jacksonian, Um, I'm an organizer who loves young people and believes with every fiber in my being that young people are the folks who are going to make democracy work. So um, I'm excited and I'm ready to get this started. So thank you so much for having me again. You are so welcome. And
1: the Brown Collective was created to really educate and edify black and brown folks. So that you know somebody can't tell you that the sky is green when you know good and darn well where all of your <laughs> data, and information right. is blue. And right. so um, I, I take the I take the platform very seriously. Um, and so I want to again thank you so much for um, bringing what it is that you're doing with Mississippi Votes. Not just you, but the other Black women that work along beside you. Um, it it it's such an honor, honestly. We just had the Mississippi primary, and um, in mm-hmm. that, you know, we, we voted whichever way we wanted to vote, Democratic or Republican, um, and then there were some local um, elections that also took place as far as for Senate seats, et cetera. What I wanted to ask you, Erika, is I don't think that people recognize the importance of um, of why voter registration, why it's so important. What are you? Mm-hmm. What are two of the top issues that are affecting voter registration? Why aren't people registering? Or if they're registered, what 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 are the obstacles? You know, we can go into a lot of this with the J. Oh man, that's so much. Voter mm-hmm. I mean, suppression, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. But what two issues are you seeing when it comes to voter registration?
2: Yeah, so... We were founded to do specific voter registration, um, and I need to dial it back a little bit. I didn't even start the organization. I just kind of rebirthed it. Um, there's a longer organizational history that started in 2016 with some young folks um, that went to school at Mississippi State in Ole Miss, um, uh-huh. and, I was part, <laughs> yeah, and I was part of the resurgence of the organization and kind of like really trying to... Um, you know, develop and create um, more pathways to leadership for young thinkers and um, movement shakers and the next generation of movement thought leaders um, in this iteration of what is Miss City Votes. And so, yeah, like – Uh, In the beginning, there was some initial research that we did, um, and those students found that there were 350,000 eligible but unregistered voters across the state of Mississippi. And so if you look at the year 2016, right, (laughs) you look at the year 2016, you think through, like, that was after a presidential election, and those young people yeah. were smart enough to know that 2018 through 2021, Mississippi would have back-to-back elections, right? So 2018, we had midterms. 2019, we had gubernatorials. 2020, we have um, we have U.S. elections, right? We have federal elections, um, and not to mention the census. How wild is that? And then 2021, yeah. <laughs> the municipal uh, elections, and so we really had to think about um, new and more innovative strategies, to talk to our folks about registering and, like, really dialing up um, the way that we were going about doing voter registration. And so I I don't think that there's ever been a problem with voter registration, right? I think folks who have organizations like ours do a really good job and registering folks to vote, right? But what, but yes. the, the the backfall to registering people is the the hard work, right? So the hard work comes after I register you. Am I engaging you? Um, and so that's where the myth of the narrative that our organization was founded on around the 350 thousand folks being unregistered, while that is still trying to be proven to like you know tested against fact and false or whatever, but. Uh, we know that those folks had either been registered and hadn't um, updated their information, or just mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of circumstances, right? But what happens is you you register folks, and you never go back into those communities and you do and, to do voter education. You never go back into those communities and invest in that 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 vulnerable piece of the electorate, right? And so we know that black and brown folks. Uh, any needs necessary will show up on an election day and vote loyally to the party that is speaking to the, the concerns of their needs, their material conditions. Um, and so what we want to do and what we've been up to in Mississippi Votes is driving um, driving our voter education platforms through young people. And so I talked about earlier that our um, organization has a, uh, this central leadership of black and brown girls leading the work, right? Um, But there's also so many young people who are attached to our work via our campus organizing. So we have Democracy Action Fellows on 12 of Mississippi's 17 colleges and universities, and those students are doing the work of educating their peers and moving the base around their communities um, to the polls on election days. And so when we talk about barriers, one, I think there's a a really um, hot mess of a barrier in communicating and educating voters around, you know, what's at stake every election cycle. Um, A lot of people don't know what the heck an attorney general's office does, but because they have an R, a D, or an I beside their name or we recognize their name from church, we bubble it in thinking that those people are the best folks for the job. What we've got to be more diligent about doing is making sure – now, Mr. Timothy across the street knows what the AG's office does and isn't just voting for Erica because he grew up, he, he he took care of her when she was growing up, but because he knows in his heart of hearts that I'm going to do the right thing when I'm elected. And so that's the hard work that's missing. Um I think there are so many, not I think, there are so many barriers in Mississippi to cast a vote. Um, and so right now, our team is um, actively responding to Senate Bill 2670, which is basically re- requiring proof and identity for folks who are going to be, uh, who want to be registered to vote. And it's just like, why do we need folks to prove their identity when you have a form that literally asks for your license and your social security number before you turn it? Yes. Like, it's all of these different barriers to intimidate folks from registering to vote in the first place. And then we, we don't even have to talk about the the number of accessibility issues um, from, mm-hmm. you know, our <laughs> legislators refusing to modify our processes to give us online voter registration and automatic voter registration and early no excuse voting to electronic absentee voting for college. So there's just a lot of mm-hmm. lot of barriers to accessibility, and I'm on my soapbox right now, so I can stop. But no, no, your you're, you're, I mean, no, <laughs> this is
1: exactly what it is for, um, because I think that what we become used to Arika, is not mm-hmm. is not looked at as abnormal because it's always the way it's been until right. you start saying look what about accessibility like i mm-hmm. didn't know until i started really looking at uh, voting data within the state of Mississippi that mm-hmm. Yazoo City has a huge accessibility problem. So when you mention yes.
2: accessibility,
1: right, I said, okay, yeah, because Yazoo City has an issue with their residents being able to get to the voter lo- voting yes. locations because there's no accessible transportation for those folks That's right. a lot of times. And so what you're sharing, one of the things I heard you say, which is, is is number one whether you're voting whether you have a business, whether you're a teacher in the classroom, whether you're mm-hmm. a parent is engagement right you right. can we can register people to vote, but we are missing the engagement part like after you, after after they're registered to vote it
0: yeah. is
1: so true I went and i I went to vote and I received my voter registration card in the mail right I've got it I've got mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I go to vote and they say oh well, your name's not on the list. Mm-hmm, Did you mm-hmm. change addresses? No, I've stayed at the same address for 10 years. No, oh well, you're not you're you're not on the list. You have to do a write a, a write in ballot.
0: And I'm like, mm-hmm. how is
1: it so? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when you you know when you start talking about the issues even with the Senate Bill 2670 and you're saying, look, now they want to this is I think that this is the biggest it's the biggest, simplest, like why you won't vote uh, statement that I, I can make. When when someone makes wants to make it difficult for you to do a simple act as in voting, whether mm-hmm. they require identification. Um, whether they don't accommodate communities where uh, um, there's an issue with people being able to get to the voting location if it's a little distance from their home, I mean, there's so many different things that happen in voting lo- locations, then you have to know that your vote is extremely valuable. Um, and just to reiterate what you said about casting your vote for the right person, And so I love that because a lot of times it's not going to be about party as much as it's going to be about policy that's going to benefit you and your local community. And that's where we're missing. We're missing that. You're right, you know, because I've got my – you're right. You know, that person's always been in office. I don't know this other person. Yeah. I don't have time to go and research what they're talking about. I just know this person mm-hmm. always been um, the, the, the senator for my my state or for my area. Uh, I know this always been my mayor,
2: et cetera, whatever. So you just simple yeah. that in.
1: And we don't ever
2: challenge that. We don't ever challenge it or we have a history of not challenging because it's it's been working. Like you said, it's been working, it's what we know. But um I think as time changes, it forces us to change leadership and it forces us to reckon with like what works and what is working. And so I think part of our strategy part of our strategy has to be the long term visioning of what does democracy really look like in practice and what mm-hmm. like what 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 is possible? What are the possibilities in this current structure? Um, how do we work within those within, within that structure? Or do we create something else, right? And so I think yeah. we have a lot of options that we haven't exploited yet. Um and, and there are just so many <laughs> there's just so many designs uh to to keep folks like you and me from um, exercising um, that that very small right of humanity, uh, of being an American, so right? Yeah. And so, uh, what you say? I was saying
1: that one vote, people think that yeah. it's, right, it's, a, it's a small, simple, quick act, but I'm telling yeah. you, it can shift. It can shift. It can yep. shift the city. It can. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what I love, just to break in really quick, Millennials and Gen Zs.
2: Wow, yes. <laughs> I love all of y'all
1: because, like, we love each <laughs> other. The millennials that I be bumping into, baby, I just be like, I'm telling yes. you, like, y'all are so inquisitive. Yes. You, you guys are like the type that are like, I, is it a pie. I mean, is it sweet potato pie, or pumpkin pie? I don't. Right? I don't want. to <laughs> which one is it. Like, y'all don't want the fluff. Y'all don't want the yeah. ooh-ooh. Y'all don't want the yeah. feel-good unless it's Netflix and chill. Otherwise, y'all want the fast. <laughs> I like that. You hear me? Y'all want the fast. What time I need to be in, how much is my pay going to be? Yes. How oh, What are my hours going to be?
2: Like, y'all... And I think I think that meticulous nature of I millennials and D and Z folks is like really what has driven our organizational vision to be acutely dedicated to engaging and re engaging that base, right? Because yes. those um, new voters, young voters and sporadic voters are the people who can change the trajectory yes. um, of Mississippi. And I tell Absolutely. you and so, like, the more young people who are engaged with our work, the more we stay on the cutting edge. And so, like, young folks early as 14 are part of our program, and young folks mm-hmm. as early as 14 become um, part of this integrated process that puts them at the center and they drive our mission. They develop what our strategic plan and our goals are going to be because we recognize that, like at some point, we're going to have to move out the way. And yeah. um, our little 14 year old organizer, uh, love him, his name is Josh, is going to be <laughs> the person who is driving this work. And so we have to engage them in all facets of these conversations. We have to be really careful about our language, and we have to really, really understand that voting and exercising the right to vote is the heart and soul of of our democracy, and we have to protect that, period. How do do we get past resident
1: um, – so I – was sharing about the Mississippi primary and telling people, you know, mm-hmm. via my Facebook page, of course, go out and vote, make sure you vote. I don't mm-hmm, care which side mm-hmm. you vote for, just vote, exercise that right. And so one of my classmates was saying, you know, it, the vote doesn't matter um, yeah. because Mississippi is a Republican state. So what's the point? And um, now.
2: Can I say something I real saying. quick before you finish? Yes, you can. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so sorry. Um, but. Here's the thing No matter if you're Republican, Democrat Or whatever it is One, your vote does matter, period Two, um, I, I would like for people to take note In Mississippi specifically What's happening down the ballot, right? So a lot of people classify us and our politics in Mississippi about what happens at the top of the ticket, like who we vote for, for president mm-hmm. and governor. But really and truly, if you look down to who we're electing as circuit court judge, circuit, uh, court judge or, um, you know, in these local judicial seats where it matters, in these local supervisor and alderman positions, you've got to know that not just our black folks in power and leading um, down the ballot, not just our, you know, you know, more progressive thoughts on the ballot and people are voting for them more now than ever. Not only are we having those types of um shifts in the way we're thinking, it's showing up in the way people are voting, right? And so there mm-hmm. there is no there is no doubt in my mind that by twenty twenty five we will not be um, you know, on the verge of becoming a purple state. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I want and he, people to be more inquisitive about the data that surrounds that, right? So, yes, that, that's, I, I had to insert that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no,
1: that is that's exact. So and and, and and let me break it down even cleaner for you. What Arika just <laughs> said is basically you're so worried about what don't focus so much as look. You focus on the whole ballot. But what she's saying uh-huh. is that you need to show up for your local elections as well, because right. the, the the aura, the environment, the leadership that you have in your local city is then what's going to drive and be the engine that then drives your the, the local city policy. Look, mm-hmm. even look, even when mm-hmm. we talk about your district attorney, okay,
2: that's right, that's where it when we talk,
1: Come on, when we talk about your mayors, we talk about. You know, um, um, you know the school leadership, because some cities, uh, some cities board, you vote council. for, you're yep. Exactly, your council. So, listen, when you are wanting to see change in your local city, you need to start voting and thinking at the local level and not vote on a national level or on a senate right. level, okay, and then it's going to trickle back down. Because your yes. local vote has more instant um, result. So right. that right there, and and just what you said about it being a purple state, because you know I and I love what you said, Erika. It's not Republican or Democrat, but I just from when I work with Parents for Public Schools and I look at mm-hmm. education, health, mm-hmm. pay, mm-hmm. Um, the, the the pay gap for women, then the pay gap for people of color. Mm-hmm. And you know, for the pay gap for people of color, when we talk about benefits, when Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, TANF, all of these programs really do drive the state of Mississippi. And so, when you look at that and you see that in my local city, the average or median income is twenty one thousand dollars. I'm a, I'm gonna I'm tell you, I do see us going towards a very deep purple state because. Mm-hmm. We the the there's such there's a huge uh, wealth gap. Let me just yeah. say that the wealth gap and, and the opportunity gaps are huge. And, yeah,
2: and I would also add that, like you know, I'm always putting um, I'm always putting a, a little extra flair on not just the not just the constituents, but on um, folks who are running for office, right? And so. You know, in order to drive turnout, you've got to excite the electorate. And so you have to invest in the most vulnerable pieces of our community. And so, That's like, right. you yes. know what I'm saying? Like, I feel yes. like so I, have you, you have been an activist again. Yes, I have. Voting is a sport in Knoxville, okay? And (laughs) literally people spend a lot of money to excite that electorate. It is a sport. People show up. It is what it is. Until the rest of the state of Mississippi can make voting a sport in the way that Knoxville is doing it, you know, I... I I feel like we can do it. I feel like we can. Um, I am just, like, really always urging candidates and folks who are running for office and buying building and pleading for folks' votes um, on election days is to, one, get more involved in your community, let people know who you are, excite them about voting for you. And then after you get elected, you have to, you have to learn how to co-govern with the people yes. who elected you. And oh, I think beautiful. one of those. One of those models um, that I've seen kind of work is what's happening in Birmingham uh, with uh, Mayor Woodson. Like folks elected him, was excited about him. He got an office and community has input, right? And so I think that a lot of what we're seeing happening in these majority black cities where there are mayors who have progressive politics and are really including the community um, in their policies and in their programs, we have to do that after we elect folks who look like us into office because it's not just enough to have folks who look like us in office. we got to make sure that those policies that they are recommending and those recommendations that go towards the city, what border, whatever, um, reflect those of us who have to live with the residue of what happens after those policies are passed.
1: Amen. Absolutely. You know, one of um, – I, I just – it always makes me happy when I see and come across and experience young people like yourself who are so passionate about forging the future right and um it just reminds me of the grapevine t v which is this amazing youtube channel um that is it it's dope so it's uh, that's just mm-hmm. a shameless plug for them, the grapevine t v because they do talk about a lot of things that affect our community. One of the questions I wanted to ask you, too, is, so in my assumption, this is an assumption that I have, Arica, people tend to not get out and vote if they are afraid that, because they want things to stay the the same. My my thought process is like, I'm not going to go and vote to change the leadership because I'm good with what I'm getting right now, whether it's food stamps, whether it's you know, public assistance, whether it's my Social Security, my VA, I don't want nothing to change. So I'm not going to get out of the vote. Um, a quick statistic, um, during the Mississippi primary, uh, we had 31% of people mm-hmm. to show up and vote in my county, in Lauderdale County. Um, mm-hmm. And so I felt like after so much happened with the Mississippi prisons and, you know, you had people come in here to speak up for, um, a lot of the inmates, some you know, some who unfortunately have passed away, that mm-hmm. there would have been a, a, a more of a fire in people to vote during this primary. How do we fight voter apathy? Like for those people who are registered to vote, they know it's a voting day, and they just say, "I'm not going to do it." Like it, I, I, it don't, it don't affect me at all. I, I, mm-hmm. I think that in my county. Voter apathy is is probably the main reason people don't vote. Um, make, that's just um, my thought process is probably something a lot more like lack of understanding mm-hmm. of the process, mm-hmm. lack of understanding of who the candidates are, no, not knowing the policies that they're running mm-hmm. on. How do we combat voter apathy? It and I'm just saying, even yes. on a, a an individual level, you know, I, yes. I love getting out in the community. What what advice can you give us?
2: Yes, yeah, so I wanna I wanna address something about like you know we in, in Mississippi we got a history of folks trying to come in here and save us. We got solutions in our backyard. We're good, and we and you know I, here's my here's my feeling. People put on rallies and protests for their own celebrity celebrity, right? They they want. That shine for themselves. Sometimes it's not about community. It's literally about a moment where people can like be a, be at a mic and take a cute picture and say we started a revolution. That's not what we're doing, right? So like, mm. in, and when you get when you get stuff that happens like that, what happens is there's a disinvestment in, and there's a low engagement um, of stuff that's really gonna impact what's happening at parchment the election, yeah. right? And so we're thinking about a lot, a lot of stuff in terms of, like, who's running for election commissioner, who's running for um, the – who's running in the central district for, you know, the the judge position, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because those people will – affect, you know, like, there, there are so many parallels. There's um, so many uh, intersectional pieces, folks like their words these, these days, but um, there's just so many overlaps in, like, the, the work that we do that ties in all of these specific issues that folks have, and so what I would have wanted folks who were rallying and protesting to do is really hop on what's happening in Mississippi. Yes, is a Lord forgive me, is a screwed up position. I was about to say something bad, but it's a screwed yeah. up place and has been from yeah. inception, period, right? Um, yeah. It was designed yeah. to be, <laughs> to to look like a slave plantation, so we already know sure the things that are happening and parchment. Um, what I would have liked to see people who are protesting and signing pledges and doing X, Y, and Z do is really go into communities where these families live and help organize them around, hey, this is how direct. This is how this directly impacts your loved one who's in parchment. This is what we need to do, mm. and you know, not not giving people um a, a ballot saying make sure you select this person because they got the best policies. No, giving people facts and resources where they're able to make the best decisions for their lives, and so that leads oh, me that's to good. my that's to good, my Erica. next point around voter apathy. Right, mm. my job is to find that myth right? There is no such thing as voter acting. There is however okay. a such thing as miseducation, right? And, and misinformation. A lot of folks have taken themselves out of the equation of their everyday lives, right? And what I mean by that is they don't see themselves as viable characters in their own life stories. They don't see Ooh. their position. They don't hold see on, their position on, hold on, hold as on. powerful. Wait
1: a minute now.
2: Hold on. Let that
1: just... <laughs> As my my friend, well, he ain't my personal friend, but as my virtual friend, Country Wayne say, "Let that sizzle in your spirit. Just let that <laughs> sizzle in your spirit." Uh, see that girl? Yeah. You just come on, Erika. You just spoke a word. You don't,
2: girl. You but seriously, though, seriously, until we can, until we can move people. Ooh whose lives are literally on the margins of what it means to be marginalized in our state, in our country, to the middle, um, and really be able to hone in on, like, what's important to them and make this whole thing make sense to them, Um, then and only then, will we increase voter turnout and not just, not just, I'm not saying then and all because I did talk about people needing to, you know, invest more in the electorate, which means actually yeah, just spend more yeah. money on your base yeah. to increase turnout, right? hypervisibilize hyper-visibilize yourself um, and make people know what you stand on. That too. And also, Where are these policies that affect everyday human beings in Mississippi? And so I think until we start going real deep into the Mississippi Delta, real deep into South Mississippi and do some radical organizing in people's living rooms, we're not going to see the change Mm -hmm. we want to see. But that's what we're up to. And I think that's what a couple of different organizations similar to ours who have been around longer than us have been up to. Um, we just happen to be doing it for through a, a very useful lens. But yeah. I, I, I am suggesting that like we have to we gotta be more than radical mouthpieces. We gotta stop just talking about what we wanna see and actually get dirty in community and build relationships with people that inevitably translate into people showing up to the polls on election day. That's it.
1: You see, and, and, y'all, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Look, now, I'm going to have to have Arika back on. Arika, we're going to have to have our little – we're going to have to <laughs> agree on a date, sis, where, you know, we got some, we got things going on this year, and it's like, boom. Yes. And, and, but the, the thing that resonated with me the most and really hit me, I mean, and, and I'm being so honest and so real right now, is the fact that what you said about – this is my thing, and, and what I heard and how process it is, you know, it's very hard for you to, to – I know it's hard for you to think that your vote is going to matter if you mm-hmm. are going through your day-to-day life and you don't feel like you matter, right? Right. And right. so if you're at a job – that where they, they and look, if you show up, you show up. If you don't, they'll replace you. Um, when mm-hmm. you don't feel respected, if you're not even making enough money, that I mean, you're just making enough of a wage to, to rob Peter to pay Paul. And mm-hmm. so I think that there's this socioeconomic um, weight. Yep. There's this um, familial weight—if you are a single parent, whether you're a male or a female, mm-hmm. and you're ha- you're having to hold it down—if you're a caregiver mm-hmm. for an elder or someone who's mm-hmm. sick or disabled—and so your life is not yours. You're working for mm-hmm. somebody to take care of other folks, to make sure everybody else is straight, and you never yeah. ever see the value in your own in your own self. And so, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, what you said is so true. If People just get in the communities, mm-hmm. and and it's not even about you can live better because I think that mm-hmm. when the economy and the opportunities mm-hmm. come, people will live better, right? Mm-hmm. It's about mm-hmm. this is where you are, and this is how mm-hmm. your vote. This is how you still matter in the community. Mm-hmm. And this is how even your leadership, I don't care if you stay in public housing or you stay out there in one of nice nicer neighborhoods where it's real expensive, it doesn't matter. Everyone can be a leader. And mm-hmm. that just hit me. That hit me in my spirit, Erika, because yeah. your vote doesn't matter if you don't feel like you matter. And that's exactly what I told my yeah. classmates. I said, um, I said, for you to say that your vote, it doesn't matter means that you're saying mm-hmm. your vote doesn't matter, right? And I said to him, I said, so at some point in your adult life, you cowered. Now, y'all, I'm, I'm going to just keep it 100. I told him, you've cowered down. And you cowered down, and you decided to yeah. play a game that you it is not designed for you to win, no matter how much you play it. I said, yeah. so mean you feel like your vote doesn't matter, that means that somebody has made you feel as if your existence doesn't matter, that your voice doesn't matter. And if you're going to be a king, if you're going to be a king in your household, if you want to be respected as a king in your house, and your family, you know, you, you are the leader, right? So you exercise something that people lost their lives for us to have. I think that's a I think that's a big spade for anybody, especially a brown or black man, to vote. That's your big spade at the end of the day. You don't even have to tell yeah. anybody how
2: you voted. You know, so. I when I – so I've been organizing since I was seventeen and it was very much so an accident. That's another story for another day. But <laughs> um when I first got this job in 2018, we launched this campaign called Up to Us, and you know we'll talk about that another day too. But like since since 2018, we've registered, know.
0: Yeah, yeah, since,
2: since 2018, we've registered uh, more than 15,000 voters, um, but. One of, my, one of the very first things I learned on the Up to Us tour, um, which is where we go to different counties and do voter education with folks, right, um, and we try to, like, not um, – anyway. So, yeah, we, we do voter education in different <laughs> places that are priority. And so, you know, I fresh out of – organizing school (laughs) really Mm -hmm. thought I knew it all and I get I get I get into a community in the delta and um you know we get get past our powerpoint our pretty little powerpoint that presentation that we had um fixed up and stuff and uh a lady asked me during Q&A she said, uh, what, she didn't even know she was challenging me at the time, but to her, this was like a real question. But to me, it was yeah. like a challenge to my tactics and my, you know, who I needed to, what I needed to do and how I needed to change my approach. She asked me, she said, she said, you look cute, like your dress. <laughs> um, but what I want to know is, Ooh. when I leave out of here, how does anything you're saying affect? my life she said because when i leave i'm going to be trying to figure out how i'm going to see my kids so make this make sense to me and so what she was she wasn't being disrespectful what she was no. saying was, yeah. yeah. you are using you're using jargon that is unfamiliar to me one Ooh.
1: two
2: this is a nice powerpoint you got here but i still don't know what it is that I'm supposed to get out of this moment. Um, and, and and I had to really reflect and, like, think about, like, as an organizer, you got to be graceful and human enough to let other people be human um, and yeah. to value their humanity in what you're trying to move to them, right? And so that's what inspired a lot of, the way that I you know asked the question about like who of us matters and like how do we get people to see themselves as like literally value, valuable to to our democracy. And part of that is like valuing their experience that brought them to the understanding that they are not valuable in the first place. And that means really reckoning with the systems and the constraints around us that have told black folks, especially in Mississippi, that we don't matter. And so the unraveling that of is. the truth.
1: Has Ooh, to Arisa, be, that's big.
2: The unraveling that's of big. that truth has to be us really having intimate conversations that are intentional and not one off. Right, so let me ask me you this. Let, yeah. let me ask
1: you this. I'm
2: sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but uh-uh, let you me can. ask you this because this
1: podcast is all about edifying and educating. So I yeah. feel like this is going to be an educational moment for me. So could you then help me? So when that yeah. that gentleman said, "It's that my vote doesn't matter," what would and and this is my, I hope I'm not putting you on the spot. Okay. What what would have turned that around? What or because I heard you say intimate conversation that's not one off. Yeah. And then recognizing yeah. that person's experience. So then mm-hmm. maybe it would have been why do you say that? Why do you think your vote doesn't matter? I don't know. Yeah. You tell me. I wanna know Yeah, to we, know got it. To we have to <laughs> We have
2: girls go or we, we go. We gotta be really, really curious. Of our people, right? Yeah. Like, Cause, like, I think, yeah. I think one of the things that's like going that vibe right now is the black voters are the monolith. That's right. That's absolutely right. And the black <laughs> experience is not a monolith either. And so, yeah. my college-educated, you know, <laughs> little self coming into whatever community saying we yeah. need this. To a person yes. who lives every day um, in their with their experiences, is like really like you know it it, it kind of shakes up some stuff. So you gotta really ask questions. One because That's I think that. we assume that we all enter. Um, this political arena with the same understanding, and and I don't, and what I'm, and I'm not saying that people are not intellectual about their own experiences, but I am saying that we have to do the job of, of leading people to, um, to hear themselves say, uh, the, uh my health care, my this, my that, um, Aretha, is, is central you. to my vote. We we have to reach in there. So, you, yeah. You, 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 baby.
1: Okay. You, you, you the one. Okay. Know, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You the one. She
2: said, baby. You the I'm one,
1: You the one. I'm I mean, I, and, and what was so crazy is they just started saying it. This is like leadership 101. Like, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard. It, well, you're right. It's we the get own, I got in my own like, thought process about it. I'm like, bruh, you ain't seen what's going on with the princess and you a black man. And mm-hmm. it's like they have to hear themselves justified or they have and, to work through that.
2: Oh, my God. And, he and probably, happened, how he often probably does that had happen? Even, he probably hadn't even, and those are things you got to consider, you had the luxury of watching the news. He probably had to do a shift when the news was on. So, like, he missing some information that you got that you angry with him about not being angry about. And it's like, ah, there's a disconnect. We got to have a conversation. And in those conversations where you're being curious about somebody else's experience, you also need to, like, listen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's, yes. part, of, that's part of a lot of screw-ups and organizing. We do not listen to community. We go into Ooh. community like outsiders, giving them solutions to their problems when really the people who can give the better solutions to a problem are the people who are in the thick of it. So it's are we like we gotta one. listen.
1: Uh-uh, you the one, girl. If I could, I could high five you on top of your forehead right now through this phone. No, I'm no, like, no, no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's the <thing>. I mean, <laughs> But I'm serious, sir. I'm so serious. Fam,
1: I'm listen, so serious. family, collective, like. I'm telling you, look, I, I'm not perfect at the approach, and I'm not – and and so, like I said, I'm just a mediator with the – you know, for the information, because I want to learn, too. You know what I'm saying? And that is – you just don't understand how I'm, – I'm actually going to put that on a post-it, and I'm going to post it here on my desk. I probably will post yes. it a couple of places, because you go through life with these preconceived ideas, because just like you said – I have the knowledge because I'm staying up on it, right? And I was like, "You didn't see what's going on in these prisons." And you talking about you ain't gonna vote? And I, I don't. Yeah, that was a one sided. That was a one sided conversation right there. I was having a conversation with him, and he
2: had already blocked me out. <laughs> so, but you know what? And even oh. in that, you you can. I think the beautiful thing about black folks is that like we are so graceful to each other, like. There 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 is not a conversation with him that you can't still have. And yeah, I think I came back
1: and I said, even if you didn't vote, you still cool with me, you know, laugh I yeah. laugh. And he was like always you know, he's like always, you know Yeah. And so I think that he recognized that it wasn't me I I hope that he recognized that it wasn't yeah. me judging him as much as me nudging him. But mm, I, I do mm-hmm. recognize the power, though, of helping somebody guide, to probe questions, to guide someone, to mm-hmm. help them make their own decision, actually, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And to really yeah. assess that thing themselves. Um, yeah. Sis, that and, right there, that, that's yeah. a class. You can give right
2: there on your own business and make some good money out of that, you know. And different, different people. I, and this is, that's not to say that I'm perfect because I messed up every day. I was with young people, so I know I messed up every day because they tell me. Um yeah. But I think we 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 really got to be graceful. We got to acknowledge when yeah, we messed up. We got to be committed right? to transformation, and we got to do better. And we got to keep moving. Yeah. And we got to recognize that, like, a lot of this stuff is community by community, and um, I, yeah. I we we. Our college programs are proof that the work is community by community because JSU does not organize the way that Delta State does, and Delta State does not organize the way that Tubaloo does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But every year yeah. they increase voter turnout on their campus because they recognize that messaging is different across their base, right? And mm-hmm. so we got to yeah. be really clear. we got to be really, really clear about um, who our audience is so we can we – can, wow. we ain't got time. We ain't got time. We, gotta we ain't move. got time. <laughs> we ain't got time. Girl, I
1: am I am and I am just so confident in you the, the younger generation leading and guiding our state. I mean, if you are representative of our state. I worked with Kennedy Moores, I think, when she was yeah. at Mississippi.
0: I, when Mississippi
2: she
1: was at... Or was it all <laughs> oh, That's I, I love it. my boo I love it. Oh. She is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just... She's getting married. But... Uh, so, you see, I mean... And she is exactly, you know, the same way that you are. And uh, we had just talked about the Mississippi primaries before I went to vote. Mm. And so, it is just... this, this the, the, It is this thing. Like, this is not... Um, just a platform that Arika just wanted to say, okay, I'll, I'll help get the, you know, get eyes back on it and get the fire back in it. Like, I'm going to tell you, she reminds me, you remind me of Kennedy, but you're of course your own woman. But it's just that when, when like minds like y'all get together, right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, there's just nothing that it cannot be achieved. And there's, there's not anything that can't be figured out. I, yeah. I'm just so proud of you. Like, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of the team of women that you have working with you. I Can you tell me, what can I do? I am ready. like, I don't <laughs> went to the website. I signed up for the emails. Um, yes. I signed up for emails. I want to yes. volunteer. I want to help Yazoo City get out and vote. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I, I just want to be in those trenches. And as yes. United States of Women ambassador. Um, I'm the only ambassador for the state of Mississippi. Congratulations. My, my platform, yes, and and it's tough, right? Is this a pageant? It's, it's very interesting. Is this a pageant? You, I'm sorry, Jessica. Huh? Is this a pageant? No, it's actually United States of Women. What well, is a an organization which started actually with an event in 2016? Uh, as Michelle Obama, first lady, was leaving office um, with her husband, of course, uh, President Barack Obama, they had a United States of Women summit and, in D.C. And so they had women from around the country who uh, sent in proposals to attend. And, you know, mm-hmm. they had Abigail DuVernay, Carrie Washington, just a lot of Yay. different well-known women. Um, and so from that, they then created this organization. Um, where they've worked around, they've worked annually to get women in different states um, to be ambassadors to help mm-hmm. promote health um, access to health care, education, immigration, um, sex trafficking, voter um, voter uh, education. And so my platform is Voter Education for the State mm-hmm. of Mississippi.
0: Um, okay.
1: So I, I wanted to know if you can help me and the rest of the listeners, how can we um, how can we help? How can we put our little two cents in? How can we learn? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> because I think what's um, really dope is, is
1: when you have the older generations and the younger yeah. generations come together, and I, I love, love learning yeah. from you guys. You just taught me just now. You are you know you know what I'm saying. So I love that. Yeah. How can we be
2: part? How can we help? Yeah, I'm so glad you said that. That is so beautiful. Um, yeah. We most of our like our foundational. Um, organizing trainings are done with like veterans of the civil rights movement and folks from NWACP, and so like we are really grounded in intergenerational synergy. And so I think that's really dope. Congratulations to you! Yeah, I'm And I think you are. I think it's just you know, and it's not even
1: it's not even its it's not I use it as a a a bullet just so people mm-hmm. know why I'm coming but mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's so it's so personal and it's so yes. important that yes. it's not even about that title or that that accolade as much as it is about the work. Right? Yeah. And so that sounds great. But then when I think about the work, it's like, oh, there's yeah. work to be done. <laughs> best, Absolutely. Best and, Absolutely. Yeah, and so I would love to find out how I and other people yeah. can just help you with the, with your platform, period.
2: Yeah. So I think you're already out to a great start. <laughs> um, and folks, visit our website. Um, that's ms. V-O-T-E-S dot org Folks dot org As soon as you get to the website There is a um, Place to be involved form And so you fill that out and sign up Our emails and from there Like you know we don't have a traditional system Where like you just get emails from us Our programs manager actually sends Personal emails to folks who want to volunteer And get them on the schedule Because we take that seriously If you want to volunteer But you sign that sheet. I promise you that sheet is online. Um, yeah. I promise you you'll get a call back. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So so there, there's also a lot of different ways to sponsor um, events with us or like invite us to table at your event. Um, and you can also find that form um, on the website as well. And you know, I think that um, I would be remiss and absolutely tripping if i didn't tell people we don't need donations so like (laughs) yeah as soon as you go to the website there no matter where you scroll there is a donation link on the right hand side and so we are urging people to give because what we're trying to build and what we're trying to sustain is work beyond this moment um and we can't do that without resources and you know folks don't even have to just donate money Like I said, we have young folks in our office as early as the age of 14. So from 14 to 35, you know young people are hungry. Bring pizza. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. 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 How can we help you? What what do you need? You know, we can help you with that. I'm going to make sure that um, I actually link you guys on my personal website, globalgirlsdigitalmedia.com. With a yeah, with a link you know that takes them back to the donation, just that main page, and then yeah, and then just ask them if they want to donate time, um, items, or volunteer, or as well as give a monetary donation. I definitely and follow
2: us on social media.
1: Yeah, where y'all at on social media, girl? Where y'all <laughs> at on the ground? We
2: are on all the things. We're on Snapchat,
1: TikTok, Twitter, Instagram,
2: Facebook. Um, <laughs> and and,
1: and I, I mean, you know, okay, the millennials
2: be everywhere. Okay. Let me <laughs> tell you, them kids can't be on every platform. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are um, on all the things as at both. Oh. So, like, you can't miss us. We're all the things on oh, um, oh, oh. At one at name. Yep. Okay. So, look, <laughs> no
1: matter what platform you have, just put yeah. in
2: MS, vote, and, that's and right. you,
1: you, you're, you're going to be right there. You're going to find it. You're going to be right look. there. You know yeah, and
2: share our content. You know, a lot of times we post order guys and important information. Like, yeah. we, we may not reach your base, but you can reach your base, and so we encourage yeah. people to digitally organize their communities as much as we knock on doors. So um, please, please, please share the content because it's all the time helpful.
1: So, y'all, I just, I went through, look, I've had an emotional moment. I've um, had, a, I've had an, a, a teaching moment. <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius. You
2: don't make like me emotional.
1: <laughs> I mean, I've had all these moments on just this one episode Um, But what I want you guys to feel comfortable doing um, is if you have a question, if you have a concern about, you know, voting, how to get your cars, you need transportation, whatever it is, I want you to comment under, under this episode or you can even just go to Mississippi Votes and, and send them an inquiry. You can yeah. inbox me my platforms, and if I, you know, I'll make sure I get to look. It's not going to be a, a guess for me. I'm going to go straight to them and say, "Hey, I had someone ask a question about this. Can you give me the official guidance on it? Because I know they know. I, I know Absolutely. they know. So they know. So if you have any questions, um, you can." Shoot me a message on Instagram. I am at Brown Collective on Instagram, or you can just send me an email at contact at Davis dot com. L a t a y e Davis dot com. Yes, my name is also LaKeisha. My mama gave me a long name, so my first name is LaKeisha, and Latay is my middle name. Um, so you're like, I thought it was Lakeisha. It's both. She she just gave me a lot of name. LaKeisha Latay. I love it. Le- no, it's LaKeisha Latandreil. La- oh hey. okay period you know, okay
2: mama I got a lot of options up in the hall. I got yeah, a I lot have. of options <laughs> I love it I love
1: it I love it I love who you want it. you want LaKeisha you want Latay you want Sean who you want, who you want? <laughs> girl it's too much okay um but again this is I I you know what Arica I am so grateful yes. to you young queen I am so grateful to you I'm so grateful to your team um I'm just really grateful to for everything that you guys are doing. Um and I think it's kind of obvious that y'all are killing it and rocking it. If we just so happen to know a mutual person that means that the work is so people are noticing the work. You might not hear from them, thank but they you. they notice the work. And that's kudos to you and to the passion thank that you, you and your crew have. Um thank, so thank you so much you for, for having that. me. You're so welcome. You know I'm happy to have you This is March. We might have to do like an August, September.
0: I know, would love get
1: that. Get them <laughs> smart, okay? We might even just, I think,
2: okay? You could go a live Oh, you know. You're <laughs> That would be so pretty
1: dope. You know, that would be so That would be so dope. would be do so lit. live, no, this this not is so like This would this will be so freaking. it will be so dope, okay? okay. <laughs> to do a <laughs> live podcast
2: with yes. a, a
1: with a forum. Oh, yes, girl.
2: yes. Let me know. Oh, and The I'm whole squad. Me. The whole the whole boat squad. Oh, That my. would be so so amazing. <laughs> I, I'm down for that. <laughs> April is Black Women's
1: right History Month. When, when April is Black Women's and History
2: Month. Oh, my God. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's you all. know, it's because if coronavirus is gone, you know, like I said, April is Women's Black Women's History Month. Um, and, then you know, we always got November. Um, the election cycle and stuff like that. But, I, you know, I think that's a good idea, girl. <laughs> I think it
1: will be a good idea because the voter – I have my little piece of paper here. Okay, so to to be registered um, for the election in November for the Mississippi general election, you will October. have to have registered by October the 1st or 2nd with an absentee ballot. So yeah. I'm thinking September will be really dope because we can register. Hopefully, people depend. We can, people can be registered then. Yeah. And and then I mean whatever. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. down to keep, I'm down to going. Right, I'm down to keep them keep them engaged until they vote.
2: I don't care how you vote yeah.
1: as long as you vote.
2: We have a um um every year we we um, sign on to the national voter registration day activities. Um, This year is September 22nd, Um, and so for the last two years, we've been in the top ten of organizations across the entire country who've registered the most voters, who've engaged the most people and so like, you know, so we we we've done we like because we have such young energy, uh students are like, we should like name National Voter Registration Week the Mississippi Votes Homecoming Week. And so we're,
1: just, we're designing
2: it. Oh my God <laughs> just,
1: Wait a minute, I feel like Beyonce I'm about
2: to I'm about to oh my god, I'm about to be a voter home. Oh my god. <laughs> So look, if oh you God. wanna if
1: you wanna hang out with us, then our homecoming we featured like that was oh big, my, honey. You better, a, a, a
2: breakup.
1: <laughs> yes, baby, baby, you know that I started the Brown Collective podcast because I saw Beyonce's homecoming documentary, yeah. on Girl, this is Mrs. and then my boy Missy <laughs> Hustle, passed, and it was like this, It was so heavy. Them two right there just had me in a different. Nixie really had me in a different space. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's yes. a it's a higher level of thought and stuff. So, I mean, that's so. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm yes. going
2: to get me a sweatshirt made. I'm going to get you a sweatshirt. <laughs> I'm excited. Yes. I'm excited. Oh my God. So, I keep yes. you posted on that. <laughs> so you y'all already heard, heard it all. first,
1: folks. <laughs> y'all heard it first. Now, I don't know who's going to a homecoming in September, but if you ain't got one, then you need to come on and join Mississippi Boat Homecoming in September, baby, because we're going to have a good time. You know these millennials going to have us lit, lit, yes, energized, yes. ready to do the darn thing, make our voices count, our vote count.
2: That's and right, I'm pretty right.
1: sure we're going to have some good barbecue somewhere around in there, somewhere. Yes, oh, Lord. I'm going to make my daddy do it. <laughs> You know, daddy got volunteered just. right on the podcast.
2: You want
1: to yeah, he doesn't this? have a choice, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is going to be so exciting. I'm excited. Oh, my goodness. God willing, just continue to bless us continue to cover us, continue to protect us, God, just continue to work in this organization and lead these young women and have them to be connected with people with the same heart, the same drive, the same spirit, Father God, just allow them to, even if they feel discouraged, just remind them of why they started. Continue to light that fire in them God to continue to show them that they're chosen, continue to remind them that they were given this assignment because you knew that they could fulfill this assignment, God, and continue to protect them and, and connect them with people who are going to pr- protect them, encourage them, support them, and help them continue driving their mission forward to not only educate the current generations but to inspire. And connect and encourage the younger generations, those 14 year olds who are learning how to believe in something so much bigger than themselves. In Jesus' name, Man. I pray. Amen. Did we Amen. A- Come <laughs> out, praise break. My mama is going to
2: love this. i just I need it to keep You <laughs> I love that. Thank you so
1: okay. much. That means so much nice to me. <laughs> Y'all, so we the last. I got emotional. I done had a teaching. Arika motivated <laughs> us. She's us that we're in good hands with our millennials and our Gen Z. Uh-huh. She's definitely leading our state along with her team and her crew. All of them are doing amazing work. We shouted yeah, out. Shout out to her the squad. Yes, and now we done scheduled, a, we we done talked about a homecoming, and we done asked God <laughs> to give us favor. You can't get no yes. You can't beat heart. that. Yes. You can't
2: beat that, baby. I, I say, love you that. You can't beat that. <laughs> you know, I've done like five interviews in the last couple of weeks. This is my favorite one. Thank you so Girl, much. Girl, Corolla who? <laughs> I think this <laughs> is a Corolla. We did it loud. We covered it every time. <laughs> We done covered it all. We, we had, have covered it, it all.
1: The blood. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. <Ooh. laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. I am so proud of you. I'm honored Ooh. to now know you and um, let's hey. definitely keep in touch. Absolutely. All right, y'all. thank this you. Sis. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Rika, and thank you to my listeners of the Brown Collective, where we edify and educate our black and brown folk so that you can make educated decisions and live a bigger, brighter, and greater life. Until next episode, I don't know if we're going to have one like this one again, but you <laughs> never know how God
2: leads <laughs> and how the spirit leads.
1: Until yes. next time, God bless, everyone. Thank you so much, Erica. Everyone, Bye, God dear. bless. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>